Hey friends, it's Mark James. You joined me this morning from Joshua's room, where I'm currently making the bed. Now he thinks... <laughs> he thinks that when he makes his bed terribly, somehow it works itself out during the day, and that the bed fixes itself. But actually what happens is, he makes the bed, because I think it's important to get up and make your bed every day, he makes the bed and then I come in and remake it. But I don't tell him because I don't want to discourage him from still making his own bed. But I also can't bear how bad he makes his bed. So <laughs> I'm in there now redoing it. That's where I am. Just, uh, you know, I mean, it's not his fault. He's little. He can't do the thing where you throw the, the, the duvet up into the air. You know, and then you make it land perfectly on the bed and therefore make the bed in one fell swoop. But never mind. He's got a funny history, that kid. I was just telling someone a story yesterday of when we potty trained him. And um, I mean, as you might have guessed, it was quite a long time ago. He's nine. It wasn't like last week. <laughs> but when we potty trained him when he was, I don't know, would he have been nine months, a year? I can't remember. How old is a kid when you potty train them? He was, uh, he was on it quick. But I remember we, um, his bed takes a while as well because there's like an extra pillow and then there's these little teddies that all sit on the pillow and all of that. But um, yeah, he, um, he sat on the potty for about an hour and then he stood up and went and had a shit on the fire surround. <laughs> like an hour of chilling on the potty and then got up to have a poo. Couldn't believe it. And while he did it as well, he just sort of stared me down. He was pooing, but he was staring me right in the face. Like it was an act of defiance, like he was in charge. He looked me right in the eyes and something in his glaze said, I'll shit wherever I want, okay? <laughs> and he was right. He ruled the house, that, that noise, by the way, is me opening his blind. He ruled the house then, and he bloody rules the house now. There's no telling him. Well, there is telling him. He's a lovely boy. He's a good lad, is that kid. He's all right. Um, so, yeah, there you go. I was telling a friend another story yesterday as well about um, the Barista World Championships. So when I was in Sweden, which, as you know, I uh, love. I love Sweden. I like Finland, too, a bit. But I like Sweden better. But I do have some good friends in both. I was doing a gig. Um, I'm folding a blanket now. He has this reclining chair that he sits in uh, while he reads. But he has a nice blanket that he puts over himself when it gets chilly. And I'm folding that and putting it back. So um, I used to do this gig. where, And I'd do it again if it came up. But obviously it's not happening at the minute. And it go, it's a ferry that goes between Finland and Sweden every day. It's quite miserable because a lot of the audience don't speak English and the crew are always very busy and you're sort of the only entertainer there. So you spend a month by yourself, <laughs> bored out of your mind, and it does make you go a bit crazy. I'll tell you what it's like. Last time I was on there, I was on for a month. Sorry, I'm picking bits up off his floor now. This is quite funny, isn't it, that I'm telling this story whilst clearly involved in another job and yet I'm continuing with both but anyway he um I was on there for a month now I only do 20 minutes a night show 
and there's no facility to do laundry easily. So what I did was I took five shirts, five white shirts, and I just wore one a week. Um, because I was only doing 20 minutes a night and I don't sweat a lot on stage, especially not doing 20 minutes because it's an easy show. And um, I took the five shirts and as I hung the first one up on the, um, on the rack, it occurred to me that I wouldn't put it on for a month. And I just started crying uncontrollably because I realized how long I was going to be away from home and how sad I was about it. And it really was, it's a, it's a psychologically difficult gig because you're performing in English and Swedish one night, English and Finnish the next night, and throwing in as much Russian as you can possibly manage. Now, no, I did not fully learn those languages. I just learned enough little words and bits to help me get through the act. But generally, it was very hard. And... Um, it, it tells it, it psychologically it got to me a bit and I struggled, but that's okay because it did. Obviously, the upshot of that is that it paid really well. It's the best paid gig I've ever had in my life. Um, so that was fun. Yeah, the money was fun. What I did, this is sad but funny, I had a diary. I printed off the MacBook calendar, uh, 31 days of that month, and I literally wrote the, the accumulating amount of money underneath every day so I wrote the one day fee on the first day then I wrote the both of those two days fee together then the third and then the fourth and it constantly was adding on another day so that I could see how much it was going to be by the end and I kept thinking oh well at least it's this much now and so that kind of got me through it <laughs> which is sad um, I don't really if I can help it choose gigs for the money because that's no way to live your life but sometimes you have to and I mean right now in the current financial state it's parlous, isn't it? I would. I'd pick a gig for the money in a heartbeat. But hey, it's not now and it was then. Never mind. But anyway, so I went between Finland and Sweden every day. But I made an unlikely friend in the uh, second place world barista champion. I went to this uh, coffee shop called Espresso House in Sweden. And Espresso House is the best coffee chain ever. They're all over Sweden. There's a few in Finland. Well, I don't know if they're all over Sweden, but they're certainly in Stockholm. And... I went there. I'm going to sit down in the chair now that I've made the bed and done the basic jobs. His bin's very full. That needs to be emptied. Um, so, we put the phone down. Yeah, I, um, I went in there and I learned I could order a coffee in Swedish. Can jag få en latte, tak? That's my, uh, that's, can I have a latte, please, in uh, Swedish? Can, I'll break it down for you in case you go in. Can jag få en latte, tak? Foy en latte. Can I have a latte? Can yag foy en latte? Tak is thank you. Can yag foy en latte, tak? You've got to put like a bit of a sing-songy in it, though. Swedish people have a bit of a sing-song in their voices. Can yag foy en latte, tak? Whereas um, Finnish people, very miserable, very dour. They, they wear it as a badge of pride, though, that misery. Not kidding, they really do. That's much more like, if you want to say, do you speak English? You say, puhut ko englanti. It's very like, puhut ba 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 ba. But, oh, oh, actually, locally, they don't say pohutko. That's like, is, is English a language you speak? It's very formal. So you say pohooks. Pohooks anglanti, that's like um, informal. Anyway, so 
said, I ordered this latte and they replied to me in English. No, they replied to me in Swedish, which a lot of people hadn't been doing. They'd been realising I was English and speaking to me in English because Swedish people love to practice English as well. They really do love the language and the chance to speak to an English person they enjoy. But I wanted the chance to speak to Swedish people in Swedish. It always annoys me in Disneyland when you walk around and you're trying to, you know, practice your French. Um, excuse me, Keller, a common spectacle to magic. When does the magic show, excuse me, what time does the magic show start? And they'll go, oh, it's at three o'clock when they realize that you're English. And you think, no, no, do it. I want to speak to you in French. Like I want to learn this language. Anyway, so what am I doing though? I never learn enough to really be any good at it. I just learn enough to get by. Like I'm learning bloody German at the minute. Anyway, so... She replied to me in Swedish and I was happy, but I also didn't know how to, <laughs> I didn't know what to say. Turns out she was saying you want sugar, but I hadn't learned that. But I mean, it's the, it's the first lesson of coffee shop, isn't it? You'd think. But, um, so I said, oh, I'm sorry. I don't speak uh, Swedish. I just know how to say that. And so we got, and I know how to say, tear that paper in half and put it behind your back. And look, there's a ball under the cuff. <laughs> But none of those things were going to help me in the coffee shop. So um, I said, I explained this thing to her and she said, oh, OK, well, yes. and she complimented my Swedish, which is very kind. And um, we got to chatting and I asked her about this badge that she was wearing. And it turned out that she was second place in the World Barista Championships. And so she made my coffee and then I went and sat down and then I watched her act. I watched her... Uh, well, I don't know if they'd call it an act, but I watched her competition entry. And basically, the Barista Championships, you're in front of a panel of judges and you have to make these three or four drinks and they're in certain categories. And they make them in like 12 minutes, but they also talk about each one while they're making them and why they made certain decisions. But what's amazing is that they, um, what's it called? They sort of, they don't just use regular stuff. Like they'll use a certain bean say like a bean that's got a chocolatey flavour or scent in it. But then they'll also use lime-flavoured sparkling water, but they'll still heat it and put it through the, you know, the thing. They'll use that to get the... God, the, so there's this thing called the portafilter, which is what you put the beans in when they've been um, ground. And the water that goes through that is when you pull the shot. They call it pulling a shot. So they'll, still, they'll pull the shot with this um, sparkling lime flavored water and it does change things it adds this extra texture to the to the coffee and all this other stuff and they talk about why they use that particular water is from you know the swiss alps because the beans are from this place and something in the acidity of the beans is brought out by the water or blah 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 blah. they're tiny little things but then as with a lot of things the difference between being level zero at something and being level seven at something like photography is the perfect example I think if you've got a good eye and someone can show you how to use a camera, you can be a seven out of 10 photographer in a couple of weeks. But to get from seven out of 10 to eight out of 10 might take you another year. And then to get from eight out of 10 to 10 out of 10 might take you another 30 years. You know, sometimes the bridge, the gap between zero and 70% is nothing. But the gap between 70% and 90% is 20 years and I think that it's the same with being a barista or whatever you know like it's the tiny little things that elevate you know maybe get being a chef as well I mean a lot of people can make an omelette but 
not like a professional chef does. There's just something in their finesse, isn't there, and different. And so it was quite amazing. I sat in this coffee shop, I watched this barista making this coffee in this world competition while I drank their coffee. It was a very nice thing. I loved it. I keep forgetting that on this podcast, rather than just um, sort of updating you on what I'm doing that day, (laughs) which is usually I've had a poo, which by the way, I realised I cannot have a poo without turning around and looking at what came out. I can't resist. I need to know what just came out. And I'm always surprised. You ever sit there and you think it feels like, you know, sometimes you have a poo and it feels like you're watching all three Lord of the Rings films at the same time. And then other times... (laughs) Then other times, it just slips out and you can't believe anything happened. And the times when it slips out and you feel like, Literally, you didn't even poo. You turn around and you look in the toilet and you think, fuck me, where did that come from? Sometimes I think that that's come back up from underground rather than coming out of me. Weird, isn't it? Anyway, wouldn't be this podcast without a shitting story. But what I was going to say was, I sometimes forget that rather than just telling you what I've been up to that day, it is my intention to share many, many old stories and strange little bits. And... um That's because I haven't been having a ton of phone conversations, but I have in the last few days and I've made a lot of notes. So a lot of little stories like that barista thing will come up over the next few days. So I hope you liked it because there's going to be more shit like that. What am I going to tell you tomorrow? I've already got notes. Tomorrow I'm going to tell you about um, the noises we make on roller coasters and a game where you pretend to be someone that you're not. (laughs) Right. Bye, friends.